And the word says, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint. Do not be afraid and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. Do not tremble. Do not be terrified because of them. We are not going to tremble. We are not going to be terrified because of our enemies. It says, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you. Someone say, the Lord, of God, the Lord God goes with me everywhere I go. And he says, he goes with you to fight for you. Daniel, he goes for you to fight for you. He is going for you to fight for you. Michaela, he's going to, with you for you to fight for you. And to fight against your enemies. How many of you have a couple enemies in this room? To fight against your enemies, and that is unto salvation for you and salvation for those that you are believing and praying for. He says, to save you, to save you. Let's go over to the beginning of Deuteronomy chapter 20. Um, it says principles governing warfare. In my Bible, it's titled that. Principles governing warfare. When the Bible has a heading, and it says principles that govern warfare. Don't you think that maybe it would, it would it'd be wise of us to listen and to, and to see some principles that would govern warfare? So let's look at what the Word of God says. Number one, verse 20. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, when it looks scary and when it looks threatening, when it looks like you're the one, the only one standing and all fingers are pointed at you, when it looks like you're the only one serving God, when you see these people and they're more numerous than you, what does it say? Do not be afraid. When they want to blame you and say, see, Stop being so radical. Why do you go to such a radical church? When they look and they point the finger and say, it's your fault. If you wouldn't be so radical, it, this wouldn't be happening. What does the word say? Do not be afraid of them. Right now, any spirit of fear, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. Intimidation, I command it to leave in the name of Jesus. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You have power, love, and sound mind. That sound mind is the mind of Christ. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Today, I exchange any fear for the mind of Christ. Today, I exchange any trepidation for the mind of Christ. Today, I exchange any intimidation for the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. Do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up out of this land. The Lord brought you out of the land of Egypt. He brought you out of the places of limitations. He brought you out of the place of, of dependency on the flesh or on the enemy. He brought you out of the place where there were overwhelming places. He brought you out of the place of hostility and where forces were against you that were too numerous and too great for you to come out. But he brought you out. Can somebody say, God brought me out? He brought me out of the places of Egypt, out of the places of bondage, out of the places of the pit. He brought me out. And then he says, do not be afraid. There's no limits on you. Every place where you were harassed, and some of you still have a harassing spirit, tries to creep its ugly head. It tries to follow you sometimes, tries to harass you, tries to tell you things in your ear. And you know it because it's familiar. So, so if it's a familiar spirit, it tries to come against you. And you hear that same old voice, that same old tapes. But God, not on my watch, but God, you're going to destroy the tapes, the familiar tapes. Harassment is going to leave right now. Harassment no more in the name of Jesus, right? 
And so this is what the word says. It says, the Lord is with you, who brought you up and who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So it shall be when you are on the verge of battle that the priests shall approach and speak to the people. What are we doing right now? Speaking to the people. Speaking to the people. Wake up. Wake up. You're walking in Christ, which means you're walking in an anointing that's going to break the demonic assignments. You're walking in Christ. Your anointing is increasing. Your anointing is increasing. Woman of God all the way in the back, your hand is up. Your anointing and your sweet, beautiful daughter. Anointing is increasing, and I decree it over that whole row. I decree it over that whole row for your whole family. You will not be left behind. You will not be left behind, man of God. Your anointing is increasing, and I decree it over that whole row. I decree it over this whole church. Your anointing is increasing. Your anointing to break strongholds is increasing in the mighty name of Jesus. And you may be the only one right here for your family. You may be the only one standing in the gap for your family. But your anointing is increasing in the name of Jesus. And that anointing is going to break the yokes off of your children and off of your spouses and off of your family and there's a new heritage and this new heritage is an anointed fiery one that's appointed by God that's you say that's you that's me say that's me I receive it say thank you Abba we receive it speak to the people verse 3 you're on the verge of battle and with your enemies, but do not let your heart faint and do not be afraid. Do not tremble and do not be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is with you. He goes with you. He goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. And in verse 35 and 36, here is why we don't want to take matters into our own hands. Here is why we do not want to, you know, some of you have some things, you know, hey, let me just say, let's just make it plain. For some of you, there is, there is a wrong that has happened against your family, and it is so of the enemy. It's the pit. It comes right against you from the pit. It was absolutely 100%. Like, it's not even that you had any mixture in it. It wasn't even like you didn't even have a part in it. This thing came up out of the pit like the dead were just rising up and they all decided to attack you. I don't know if there's anybody. I know there's people in this room. I know who I'm speaking to, but I believe there's others that I don't know about that are in this room and that are saying, that's me. I know I have forgiven. I know I'm walking with God. I don't understand this thing that's coming against me, but I trust God. But it's like the, it's like the dead coming back to try to haunt me, but I will not let it. I will not allow it, but there's something we must do. There's something we must remember. The Bible is very clear. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Let's read it together. Vengeance is mine and re recompense. Their foot shall slip in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand. The things to... And the things to come hasten upon them, for the Lord will judge his people and will have compassion on his servants. He's going to have compassion on you. The Lord will judge. Say, I'm going to let God be God. I'm going to let God judge. I'm not going to get in the way. He is my shield. He is my helper. He is, and it says in verse 33, chapter 33, 29, Deuteronomy 33, 29. I want you to just look at it quickly. Deuteronomy 33, 29. He is your shield. He is your helper, and he is your glorious sword, the sword of your majesty, depending on which version that you read, the glor your glorious sword. In other words, when you, majesty, 
Glory, majesty, glory, it's all the same. What is it? The sword of the Lord. He is your sword. When you use your sword, it's the glory of God that you are just now positioning all around you because the sword of the Lord, you're not going to allow, you're not going to be one that says judgment. You're going to say vengeance is God. He is the judge, but I'm going to stand right with him and I'm going to walk in the fullness of what he has. I will not allow my heart to become bitter. I will not allow my heart to become hard. Instead, I'm going to make sure my heart is soft. And as my heart is soft, forgiving and looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, I know God's working this out. I know he'll work it out because his word says so. Look at Deuteronomy 33 and now verse 25. Because I want some of, if you don't know the scripture, you've got to know it because you've got to start decreeing it over you. Because there's too many, there's a lot of death, spirits of death, sickness, diseases, assignments right now, trying to wipe people out, trying to wipe families out. But you need to decree this scripture. And it says, your sandals shall be iron and bronze and your days, as your days, as your days, how many days? As your days are. In other words, however many days you have, as your days are, so shall your strength be. As my days are, so shall my strength be. Don't settle for I'm going to get old and sick. And that's just what happens. As your days are, so shall your strength be in the name of Jesus no matter how long and I believe you're gonna live a long healthy life but as all the days of your life so shall your strength be you need to start decreeing it over you especially if you're not feeling well you need to decree it over you especially if you see a sickness curse disease in your bloodline as my days are so shall my strength be I don't know about them but I know about me and I'm a forerunner in my family and so the and so right now the bloodline is drawn right here the bloodline is drawn and so in reality the newness starts with me in reality Jesus in me, the hope of glory. As my days shall be, so shall my strength be. I want you to know this scripture. Get into this scripture in your spirit, man. Especially with all the, all the, all the uh, plague. That, it's like a plague that is going around us. Let me tell you something. No fear. Stop being fearful of getting sick. Some people are so fearful of getting sick, they just stay in their houses like hermits. Stop being fearful of getting sick. God is the healer and the deliverer. And he actually is, hey, listen, he said, I am your healer. I am your deliverer. Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Of course we trust you, Lord. Then act it. Act like it. Right? So we have to know. It's like, no. I, fear. The minute that there's a little bit of fear, the enemy takes advantage of his people. The minute that there's a little bit of fear, he tries to take advantage of his people. Oh, there's an open door there. Oh, there's a little, there's doubt. There's a little bit of doubt. I'm going to try to get in, cast that thing out in the name of Jesus and say, nope, I'm going to rise up and walk. I'm not going to be afraid. The Bible tells us over and over and over and over and over. How many times to not be afraid? We're going somewhere with this. We are. And so when, now we're, let's, let's, I want you to go ahead and turn your Bibles now to Exodus. All of that was to say, because God is for us. God is fighting our battle. We're not backing down. We're going to stay in our position that God has called us to stay in. Amen. Amen. When God announced the plague of death, we are at the 10th plague. When he announced the plague of death, he also made provision for his children. He announced the spirit of the plague of death, but he made provision for his children. And that provision was Passover. That provision was Passover. And he made provision and he explained Passover. And so right now, I want you to look at Exodus 11 and verse, verse 6 and 7. Exodus 11. Look at verse 6 and 7. 
He just said, Moses just decreed to Pharaoh about the firstborn dying, that it's going to happen. And then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall it be again. So he's telling them, hey, we're going into a time where it's going to be pretty wicked and pretty bad. But look at verse 7. But against none of the children of Israel, against none of the children of Israel, against none of God's people, against none of you, against none of you, in the name of Jesus, it says, shall a dog even move its tongue? Not even a dog is going to move its tongue against you. Somebody needs to get the um, the revelation now over this. Not even a dog is going to be allowed to move its tongue. You know what? If, if, if an assignment is coming against you and you've got this constantly happening against you, then you don't believe this word. Okay, I'm going to have you stand up for a moment because I, somebody's got to get the revelation, the fullness of it, like the impartation of this right now. And so right now, not even a dog is going to be allowed to speak against you. Not even a dog. It's not going to be able to wag its, its tongue. It's not going to be able to, uh, it's not going to be able to speak. Uh, in other words, a demonic spirit. Okay, we're not talking, we're talking about a demonic assignment. Not any demonic assignment. Nothing. No fowler is going to be able to come against your tent. Uh, no assignment of the wicked one is going to be able to come against you. No disease, no pestilence is going to be able to come against your household. Come against you. In the name of Jesus. Nothing, nothing, nothing. It's not going to be able to come against you. Do we believe it? Yeah? Read it, read it with me. Read verse 7. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue against man or beast that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel between us uh, and between the non-Christians uh, the Lord makes a difference the Lord will make a difference between those that are clinging to fear and those that are clinging to faith uh, the Lord will make a difference between those that are clinging to a lying spirit and between those that are clinging to truth the Lord is making a difference right now our job is to not allow assignments from the enemy get into our minds our brains our thoughts right our emotions right we don't deny things are going on all around us. We just say it's not for us. Nope. I'm not taking that. I'm not drinking out of that well. Oh, I'm not drinking out of that well. There are some wells I'm going to drink out of, but that's not one of them. There's some wells I'm drinking of, that's for sure. Those are wells of life. Those are called wells of life. Where there's a well that's deep, 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 and it's a well of Christ. I'm not drinking out of that well of death. Whose well are you drinking out of? Let's look over at Exodus 12. So the Passover, yeah, you may be seated. The Passover was instituted. And in Exodus chapter 12, it explains to us that there, was a, there had to have been a lamb without blemish. We know that this represents what Jesus was going to do and has done for us. But a lamb without blemish, they had to, they had to, they had to get, gather lambs, a lamb without blemish, kill it, roast it, and eat it. Jesus was explaining the Passover here to them. Look, let's look at verse 7. And it says, And they shall take some, some of the blood, and they, put it, and they shall put it on the, on the two doorposts, on the lintel of the houses where they eat it, and they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. And then it goes on and it gives them some more instruction, right? 
When you anoint your house with oil, what you are doing is the same thing, prophetically speaking. You are taking the oil of the Lord and you are anointing your houses and you are saying that this place, there is a Passover right here, that any assignment of the enemy is going to pass over my house. It's going to pass over my children. It's going to pass over that which God has said is mine. You put the oil of the Lord and you are anointing it and you're saying Passover. There is a Passover right here. The enemy will not come. The enemy will not touch that which you have do you do that we need to do that if we're not doing that anointing anointing with the oil of the Lord anointing with the blood of the lamb when you put the anointing of the oil upon you know it's important that you recognize when you mark that place out what are you saying the blood of the of the lamb I decree the blood of Jesus over this place I decree the blood of Jesus over my loved ones I decree the blood of Jesus over my health over my memory over nightmares I decree the blood of Jesus over my child that's having night tears I decree the blood of Jesus over myself I decree when I lay down that my sleep will be sweet This is exactly what, what they were taught to do. And we must keep on doing the very same thing. Not that we must. This is, this is a privilege because it's symbolic. And it tells the enemy, we have not forgotten where our power comes from. We have not forgotten. Maybe you forgot, but let me remind you. Shut up, I said, you just go through your house. It's the blood. Satan, the blood is against you. Remind him when you have to. Amen. Amen. Let's look at verse 12 and 11. He says, for I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. What do we just read? He says, I am the God. He says, I'm, I, I'm the judge. Vengeance is mine, right? And says, so, so I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, does he see the blood over your house? Does he see the blood? Are you anointing your houses with oil? Are you decreeing the blood of Jesus over your house, over your cars, over your dwelling place? Yes? yes. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you to, and yeah, to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Plague shall not even come near you. The Bible says, the Bible says, you know, a, a, ten, a thousand on my side, ten thousand on my other side, but it shall not come near me. It shall not come near you. We either believe it or we don't. But I believe that we believe it and we walk in it. Hallelujah. And so the blood, the power of the blood, we don't need to turn there, but if they have it, they can put it up. Exodus, I'm sorry, Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. It's powerful. Scripture's on the blood, especially when you're going through warfare. The scripture's on the blood. So important that we get the scriptures on the blood and we get those scriptures coming out of our mouth because it's the blood of Jesus that has set us free. It is the blood of Jesus. He's the, mo the most powerful blood. It's the power, the, it's the blood of Jesus that runs in and through us now, right? And Satan hates the blood of Jesus. You know, when you're doing deliverance, the enemy can't stand when you say the blood of Jesus. You know, when you're casting something out, when you're taking authority over something, the enemy can't stand when you say about the blood of Jesus. But Hebrews 12, 24, Jesus' blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. But it's his blood that speaks 
a better word than the blood of Abel. And Revelation 12, 11, we all know that scripture. Revelation 12, 11, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, the enemy is defeated. The enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Do you have a testimony? Yes, we all have a testimony. And when we, re when we speak forth our testimony and we know it's by the blood of the lamb. In other words, I didn't achieve it. God did by his blood. The blood of the lamb. The blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. The blood of the lamb because of his blood. Because of his blood, we stay under the power and the anointing. And it's the blood of Jesus that sets you free. It's the blood of Jesus right now. No weapons formed against you is going to prosper. It's the blood of Jesus. And now because you've been saved, you've been set free and delivered, you're speaking that over your children. They may not even be in this room. But it's the blood of Jesus. You're applying it over them in faith. When we apply the blood of Jesus over the door, we do that it's in faith. It's the oil of the Lord that we're applying where we're speaking the blood. The blood, the blood. Well, we do that for our children too, don't we? They don't even need to be present. We do it over the rooms. We do it over the pillows. We do it over the computers. We do it over everything. We do it over their cars. We, because we know it's the power of the blood. It's the power of the blood. And so he is telling Pharaoh, firstborn's going to die. Pharaoh, we already knew. We talked about this last time. He hardened his heart again. He didn't want to hear it. Because we've been in a series, so we've been going step by step. He hardened his heart. He didn't want to hear it. Didn't want to hear it. Well, God said, okay, it's time. Judgment, it's, it's time for judgment then. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. You know what? But I'm going to set my, my children free. My children will not be a part of your destruction. When we keep our hearts right before God, God says in his word, he says, when you, if your ways please me, if you please God, he will even make your enemies to be at peace with you. Even your enemies to be at peace with you. When you please God, we, we please God. You please God when you worship. You please God when you believe him at his word. You please God when you don't, you don't, you don't go by your emotions. You go by the word of God. You go by faith. You please God. Faith pleases God. Faith is the only thing that's going to please God. When we have faith, we please God. We want to be those that please God. Amen? I want to please God with everything within me. I please you, Father God. I want to please you, God. And so here we see the story where, where, you know, he had so many opportunities. He didn't take any of them, Pharaoh. And so judgment finally came. But even when judgment came, God still had a plan for, for the children of God, children of Israel. And God still has a plan for you. So don't worry and stop focusing on everything that's going on around you. Pray. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. Pray. Stand in agreement. Stand in authority. Pray, 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 pray. But do not start to listen to that talk that says, what are we going to do? Oh my gosh, where should we move? Where should we move to? Maybe we should move to another state. Where should we, where should we move? Where should we go? What should we do? Stop. Get up and stand up for Jesus. He's planted you here and here is where you stay. And God will make a way. He separated his children and he said, the land of Goshen is for you. In the midst of problems and in the midst of chaos and, and in the midst of destruction, he protected them. And God is not a God that changes. He says, I do not change. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. Amen? So, you know, we're here to raise up children, men and women, bold soldiers for Christ. And that's what we're doing. Hallelujah. 
Say Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a level plain. Who are you? See, when you know God and you know his spirit, you know his power, and you see anything contrary coming against you, you just look at the thing and you're just like, who are you? In other words, you don't even compare. Stop trying to compete because you don't even compare. Who are you? Who are you? Oh, great mountain. You think you're so great? Before Zerubbabel, you shall become a level plain. In other words, Satan, the blood is against you. In other words, Satan, your plans are defeated. In other words, that which God has granted and promised unto me and my family on this church, we will walk in. We will walk in the fullness. We were not called to go backwards. We were not called to even look backwards. We were called to look forward and to march forward. We have our marching boots on and we're moving forward, church of God. Amen. Hallelujah! Give God the glory!